0: to
1: Hey guys, what's going on? I'm here at the best ever restaurant, the Grand Hall, with Master Chef Pete Guga. Hey
2: hey everybody, it's me, Pete Guga, and I've got... I've got eggplant in the skillet, and I've got eggs in a bowl, and I've got a, whole, a hell of a lot of orders to get through, so let's get through this.
1: So this here is dinner time, how to cook food fast and fun for you and your family, your family's family, loved ones. They don't have to be your family. They could be other people that you bring over to your house to cook for, but this is how to do it fast, fun, and in, in, in an enjoyable way, and I'm with with Pete Guga. Pico, uh, mas- master Chef, and
2: introduce yourself as well, because you're the host of the show, and I'm just I'm the lo- I'm the lovely chef, but let's hurry this along.
1: I'm Carlton Knife Hands. Carlton Knife Hands, the
2: famed, you know, he was he was born with those hands, and that's what made him such a valuable member on the food oh, circuit.
1: You, you, oh, I'm nothing. No, 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 no. I'm here showcasing these talented chefs. This has nothing to do oh. with me and how fast I can chop onions oh. faster than you probably could. But I'm gonna it's not you. about me.
2: I'm going to tell you, Carlton, we might need you. It's, it is a very busy dinner rush. And we might need you to step in and show us some of that knife hand action at some point during the taping of this show, which is concurrent to the dinner rush.
1: All right. So let's, let's hear it. Let's do the main dish that's being prepared here at the Dinner Rush at the Grand Hall. Is a bunch of onions. Yes. Tell me more about this little bunch of onions. The first
2: thing about onions that everybody knows from the bouncing babies to the uh, the rickety uh, elderly is that onions are going to make you cry. So if you're going to be chopping up some onions... You're, this,
1: making, me, yes, you're uh, making me cry uh, just talking about oh. these onions.
2: And, and you're supposedly the, the, the master of cutting onions, and that's how you know a real master is they're willing to wear their heart on their sleeves and really just let the tears flow and those tears flow into the dish and a lot of people a lot of recipes call for love but not so many call for tears
1: but this one in particular the bunch of onions there's a very tear-heavy recipe. It's just a bunch of onions you get in a it, bowl. You get it shipped in from out of town. There's gallons of tears to mix in with the onions. And, you know, you can
2: get those tears from anywhere, honestly. It doesn't need to be tears that were associated with the onion. They could be tears from, you know, funerals
1: or... Uh, breakups. Breakups. Uh, you know, sad, sad... Days, <laughs> sad days. It's raining out, and um, you,
2: you, and your, 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 papa was supposed to go fishing, and it's,
1: it's, it's been Liam, called papa, off. Papa, papa, I wanted to go fishing with you, and you came back with arms full of fish. I'm sorry,
2: son. It was just, it was raining so hard out there. I did not want to put your little scalp to the test. You've got such a sensitive scalp. I have
1: the most sensitive scalp in the world. I don't like having my hair combed, and I especially don't like hairs being pulled out of it. And on hot summer days, it gets burned.
2: That's true, son. And I just... I'm about to start breaking down and crying because I just love you so much. And And so this is a scene
1: that we would capture and then take the tears from. This is a... Put them in a big barrel.
2: This is a scene that we would capture.
1: Yes. We'd go to their house right in the middle of their sad
2: time yeah we've got we've gotten a, a little black book uh, that is stained with tears that tells us all the most emotional families and the people most prone to crying and we go we just go knock 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 we're here for our, our local collection and and you have enough time and you, you have enough of a relationship built up with these people that they're totally willing they they're getting a cut they're totally willing just, to share their tears. All we tears. do
1: is we throw 20 bucks at them, take a little dropper, and pull it right out of their face. We jam the dropper into the tear ducts.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm and say, collecting this. Come on. This <laughs> Come is, on. This is what you signed up for about four months ago, and it's proven to be pretty, uh, pretty
1: equitable for yourself. It's 20 bucks per sad tear time. You can't get any better than that. I know you can't. There's no one else that'll give you a better deal than we do on tiers.
2: Carlton and I have both been in the food business, the food industry, the circle of plates, whatever
1: you want to call it. We've been in different aspects of it, but you know, we've been, yeah, we've been circling around.
2: And, you know, you think we haven't uh, researched how to get tiers in a more efficient way than door-to-door, and it just, it's not possible. You, you you if you want something done right you got to do it yourself you got to take it straight to the sad people you of the world. You got to
1: do it with your own two hands. So in my case two knife hands.
2: And you just threaten people and and scare them half to death which makes a lot of people cry.
1: Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to just clarify for the listeners out there. It might be a misnomer hearing knife hands. But really it's just one big knife per hand. Is is what my arms are like.
2: Yeah, your arms are very sharp and Just big. Just
1: one, it's like a big swords on oh, my Oh, like hands. from the elbow from up. From the elbow I up. I thought
2: maybe it started at the wrist, but no.
1: No, I, I but see. I'll, when I first heard will show you. Here, I'll pull back my, my codigan a little bit. Show you a little. Oh, See, your cardigan
2: is so tattered. Yes, from you must from get, my knife hands. You must not get your knife hands caught in that the sleeves of that cardigan fairly
1: often. Often, you know what? Most of these tears are from me though, because it's very hard to find love, with knife hands. G- oh goodness! I need to find a wo- a woman with scissor fingers, or, you know. Uh, or
2: maybe something, you know, that would be repellent with like doesn't rock, get rock, cut Rock hands Rock hands There's plenty of rock hands and women named Roxanne Roxanne, rock hands Rox- I'm sure there's a Roxanne, rock hand out there somewhere
1: Even for you, Carlton
2: You know and, and when your hands hit her hands, sparks will fly Sparks
1: will fly, they'll only sharpen my hands Yeah I'll just get sharper and better over time
2: and she 'll be totally supportive of your onions and your your tear your tear farming
1: uh, pursuits you know we all got to make a buck here in this economy and some of us have to have a, a radio show about cooking fast and fun dinner time.
2: Yeah, and some of us need to actually cook the food because we've got a very busy restaurant out there. And I've been talking your ear off for close to 10 minutes Those now. Those orders are building up. There's a lot more orders than I can realistically get done in a nice amount of time for these hungry families out here. So
1: tell, let's, let's, let's the first step. How do we make the bunch of onions? All right,
2: you're going to go down to your, your onion farmer. And so we're
1: going to go down to the onion farmer? <laughs> There's an onion... Oftentimes in these restaurants, they keep a lot of onions on hand. No, no, no. But here, we're going to the source them every single dish. You need them fresh. You need them very fresh. If you want
2: a five-star restaurant like uh, mine... The Grand Hall. The Grand Hall, correct. If you want a five-star restaurant like the Grand Hall, you're going to have to take it straight to the
1: farmers. People like the Maya eat here. Uh, All kinds of movie stars. The Comptroller. The Rock Monster who won the Gladiator match. Of course. He's here as well. I've
2: got a picture of him up on the wall, and I asked for his signature, and he just sort of, like, smashed... The picture, so it's all crinkled. Crinkled, and but th- that's how you know it is.
1: You've got one of these restaurants with pictures of celebrities and all the famous people about town. Oh yeah, about the wall.
2: Oh yeah, they loved my my onion dishes and my egg dishes. And everything else I've got up to serve.
1: Tell us about the egg dish.
2: The egg dish, I was alluding to it earlier in our conversation. You take a little bit of eggplant and a whole lot of egg. And you just sort of mash them all together. And then you pour it uh, into a cup. And it's a drinkable sort of, it's like a smooth. You ever think about the word smoothie? 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 I do. Like, it's just I wonder like, what's
1: smooth about
2: it. It's kind of... Because often there's lumpy. It's chunky. It's chunky. <laughs> it's chunky. They ought to call it a chunky. But, but, but... For... To be real for a second, the word smoothie is, like, kind of fucking gross. I was thinking about it this morning. Uh-huh. It's like smooth... It's a Smoothie?
1: Smooth? Smoothie.
2: It's like a playful... A playful escalation of the word Smooth. Which which, which seems really gross. when
1: you ask yeah it's it's smoothie. more smooth like what other food is smooth like Lic- a big liquid? cup of milk milk yeah like I've got a big I either have a smoothie or just smooth smoothie. which is my cup of milk, but I was a, hoping you'd be able to help me articulate but <laughs> a smoothie is really just ground up stuff smoothie to become kind of liquid like it's not a juice, it's just become I guess I guess the word comes from all those things are now smoother than they were like Smoothie. that's not a strawberry I, anymore it's now a smooth strawberry You're
2: absolutely correct and I think the thing that just bugs me is that it's it's a very playful casual name for a food that's like totally accepted by the larger uh, restaurant no question. industry just yeah. you know what a smoothie is yeah and it's like such a f- silly word it's so can silly can you think of any other dish that is as ridiculous sounding as a smoothie smoothie no. oh
1: i could really go for a smoothie a tonight s- what's on the list a smoothie. Actually, I. You know what? I stayed at a bed and breakfast recently. Yeah. Where they came down. Ugh. They came down. Oh no. You know we we went and sat in their. The, you know the living room.
0: Yeah. At the little tables. And okay. They, yeah. And They
1: had they had lots of different options for breakfast, like eggs, uh, New Jersey ham thing. That's just like. What is that? It's like just a disc of. It's like salted pork in a disc and toast and just different versions of that and then to drink they'd say would you like the orange juice the tomato juice the pineapple juice or the mystery smoothie or green smoothie." smoothie green smoothie just green is like a thing that it's just understood. Like I understand orange juice. It's juice, from, juice an from orange. From orange. But what the hell is green smoothie? And why is that just so casually thrown out there? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. Is it? There's a lot of green things. Is it bok choy? Bok. <laughs> is it kale? What is it that's making this green? It's just supposedly healthy greens. It's, it's healthy.
2: It's like the green Coke bottle they got what they got a, it's like there's a green coke bottle coca-cola fresh and it's just got like a green label or something I think it just has you know it just has less sugar maybe less sugar maybe more but more like organic you know maybe it's, it's,
1: it it composts you it. It breaks you down breaks you from down. the inside out. So you, when you die, turn better into compost yeah. later on. it's a very, That's what they mean by fresh. It's
2: a forward-thinking drink. The, the soil will be fresh. Yes.
1: Because if you just spend your life drinking that Coca-Cola, when you die, nothing's going to grow there.
2: And uh, this episode of...
1: Dinner time. Dinner time. Fast and friendly. Fast and friendly dinner
2: rush at the Great Hall radio show. That's gonna be easy to remember. Uh, that episode, This episode is sponsored by Coca-Cola, of course. From yes. the from the planet Earth, yes. we get it imported.
1: We get it trucked in by space truckers.
2: Freelance space truckers. Yes,
1: now they've unionized into their own freelance that is ex- trucking union.
2: That is where the space trucker narrative is currently
1: at. They're, <laughs> they're working on their union dues and yeah, things and they, different parts of the logistics of how to run an efficient trucking business. ...that's not tied to an enormous corporation.
2: You either know what we're talking about or you don't. Skip
1: back to an episode that we never called Space Truckers.
2: Yeah, it was just, you know, there was just a few episodes we did a while ago... ...where, like, we would open and close the episodes with some Space Truck... Anywho moving on moving there are even more, there's even more orders coming in and i have not cooked a single damn thing so right. let's get to chopping those onions what do you say guys? that sounds good to me i'm going to put on some music while we cool. ch- chop
1: <laughs> let's listen to music while we work i love that Oh boy, yo! Got that dinner rush order completely done. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we've done it. I so mean, many happy customers. So many
2: happy customers, and that's the first thing I'd like to uh, educate our listeners about: is is to not break under pressure.
1: We've yes, yes, absolutely. If I, if there's two million people standing outside, or two. Same difference. It's
2: it doesn't make you just gotta get through those orders, and if you gotta bring in help from the host of the radio
1: show, then yes, hope, I absolutely can with my knife hands. oh
2: hope, yes. Hopefully, if you have a radio show at your restaurant
1: that you may or may not have, yes, I definitely have a restaurant. <laughs> I may mean, serve oh, tomato soup. That's it. It's one of those funny, minimalist restaurants that only has one thing on the menu. Just one thing? Not
2: variations it's of tomato, tomato soup? Tomato
1: soup comes from a can. That's it. No questions. Go home.
2: And, and people have questions, they I'm have sure. They have questions.
1: They said, why am I paying $9 for this? A regular can of soup costs 3 And I say... It's the Ambiance dickhead. You owe the you don't
2: owe them any I, explanation. Yeah. You owe them a one bowl of tomato soup, soup, which is what's on the menu and it's what they're gonna
1: get. Nothing on it. There's no garnish. No basil. No basil. I don't like basil. There's one thing I don't like, it's basil. And your customers are just gonna have to put up with that. Yeah, they come in sometimes, they say, Where's the basil? And I say, Go home.
2: Go home. Don't bring any of your own basil into the restaurant. No. If you if you if you try and uh dance Carlton's uh, spruce up Carlton's tomato yeah. soup, he will knock it off the table That's onto the floor. That's what I do.
1: I knock it onto the floor and I say, "You clean that up. You, you started this mess. I'm going to go home. Goodbye." You can lock up the restaurant when you're done cleaning Here's up the, the mess keys. that you've made. There's only one thing in the kitchen and that's a can opener.
2: So good luck trying to rob me blind and that's part of the the that's one of the good parts of your business model. Oh yes. There's no risk of theft.
1: Nope. They don't want the... The thieves don't want the tomato soup. We barely keep any stock back yeah, there.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to say, you come every day, every morning at 5 o'clock. You come in with about, like, two shopping bags full of cans of tomato soup. That'll do you right for the day. That's
1: about the whole day. That's two about, shopping bags of soup. That's One that, can per customer. 20 that's, cans.
2: That's what I was going to say. 20 cans,
1: about. Sometimes about. we close up when we've run out of cans. I put a, I, I flip the sign over and it says, closed, no more cans for today, go home, goodbye. And maybe you've got
2: two people waiting outside, maybe you've got two million waiting outside, but th- no matter how many people it is, they came for the tomato soup and they're not going to get it today. Yes. So you perpetuate this sort of uh, uh, scarcity sort of situation with your restaurant. It's
1: kind of a mystique that I create. Yes. But, of course, there absolutely is a mystique. I show up with two shopping bags full of tomato soup. And that should last me the entire day. If I have any left over, that gets recycled into the next day. And I don't want any recycling business going on. No? Because we barely recycle as it is. We just toss the cans right out into the street. Open it up. Pour the soup into a bowl. Actually, we don't even pour the soup into a bowl. We just hand them the soup can. So we don't even have...
2: Dishes, dishes, cowboy style. Yeah, this is. It's a cowboy style tomato
1: soup restaurant. You ever been to a cowboy style restaurant? They just hand you a can of something,
2: either whether it be beans or. I got my start at a cowboy style restaurant. Oh yeah, now what now kind of restaurant was it. it? You know, just cowboy style. <laughs> it was just, as we were saying, it was different canned foods, and you would serve them by the can.
1: See, and, they nowadays they got bowls and cups and. I loved those cowboy style days Yes
2: Me as well What was that restaurant called? It was called uh, Lonesome This Lonesome Traveler And there was no tables For more than uh, one person at a time And if you asked If you came in there say with a date Or with your your auntie Or your brother And you said could we uh, bring a chair over to this table I would say no And then I'd knock a candle onto the floor Tell them to clean it up and then tell them, here's the keys, I'm going home for the
1: night. You. Yeah, see, that's the way it was. Back when New York was cool in the seventies. In the seventies when <laughs> when things were cool. N- and New York, which is a city on Earth. Yes. For those who might be a little confused by the reference to New York. Because you are listening on this distant planet. Yes. Which you don't know is a distant planet. It's, it's the only planet you know. It's just a regular planet. But lo and behold,
2: it turns out both of us are init- initially from planet Earth. You know, this planet's yep. got a lot more travelers from planet Earth than it was initially. A lot of
1: expats. A lot of expats. A lot- <laughs>
2: Expats, and you know, some of us had some sort of like radioactive uh, incidents in space, such as yourself. You
1: weren't yep. born with absolutely knives. That for doesn't hands. happen on a normal universe. No, it could happen in a sub-universe. A That's sub, kind of sure. crazy. What's a sub-universe? Oh, like below the, the universe. Sub-universe. The sub-universe. They that below the university. Bel- Which university? The big one, the main one. Crisper's Crisper's
2: Anywho, to go back to my cowboy style restaurant yep. for a second Not to give Crisper's the short shrift I just felt like
1: <laughs> No, we had we had <laughs> things that hadn't been covered about this cowboy style restaurant that you used to work at There was at. a
2: variety of uh, dishes you could get Because I wasn't as stringent with the rules as you were with your tomato Soup restaurant. Your restaurant has no decoration. I'm a
1: minimalist. No
2: theme, just like a sort of fluorescent light <laughs> casting the room yes, in a greenish hue. One single
1: fluorescent light. If you're in the corner, you're not going to be seeing that tomato soup Sometimes too well. it goes out from time to time, and I'm in there replacing that bulb. And before it goes out, it flickers for like a few days, and it's like
2: the set of a horror movie, and you're drinking a bowl full of blood. Yep,
1: right, straight out of the can.
2: Oh, a can, my mistake. I a bowl can. You know, back in the good old days, a can was a bowl.
1: Oh, yes, those were good days back in New York in the 70s. Back in the, when, right, When things right. were cool. When
2: things used to be cool before the, that city changed. You know, that's why I left Planet Earth is because oh, yeah, what happened in New York City. In All the yuppies. The 80s, ugh. Ugh. All the the, the slick suits and the drugs and and different drugs. There was drugs in the 70s, but I liked those.
1: Back when things were grimy, when you had to carry a baseball bat out of your house because someone's going to rob you. Out
2: of your house. Out of your house because nowadays you can just leave your baseball bat in the house unless you're on your way to a, a pickup game with your with your son which or, we often do which no doubt about that Listeners, is right
1: after this episode is baseball chat
2: baseball I was getting our other show that we just
1: happened to do
2: together
1: you know that this this show right here just to be, just between you and me the listeners. It's yeah. a little inside baseball here. So I, ba-
2: should, I should take my uh, headphones just, off. Just yeah, take yeah, your should, headphones uh, off. Oh,
1: okay. oh. It's a little inside baseball here because we're on the same baseball team. Me and Pete, you know. So I knew about his restaurant that serves onion and egg mash because we're on the same baseball team. So look, you know, it's all about who you know. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how good your restaurant is, it's just who you know.
2: Can I put my headphones. I put, back your, on? put
1: your headphones back on. Hey, oh, oh. I was just telling them that it doesn't matter how good you are at anything, cause my restaurant was just opening up cans of soup. That was it. But I had the, what talent do you need? It's a punk punk cowboy restaurant.
2: It's word of mouth. That's it's the all, punk ethos. Yeah, you can't rely on like big like phones. <laughs> You know, a lot of punks phones. don't have uh, smartphones. They just have flip phones.
1: Oh, the punks. I love the punks. I love the punks. I could go on and on about the punks. The punks. I love them and their books. The photocopy books. The, uh, the small books the made s- of paper that they make. The punks, they go to their local libraries and they photocopy their funny black and white books. They sure do. And they, they try not to pay for them. Uh, But if they do, they'll try and split the check with their friends. Well, you know,
2: what you got to do is is you got to, while somebody is picking up some of the paper that they've already printed for their, like, resume or their, like, Uh book report or fifth graders to 50-year-olds use the library for different reasons, you got to slide in... While they're still picking up their paper, but they still got ten or twenty cents left oh, in, the, in the printer. You
1: know some punks, don't you? I sure do.
2: I've I've lived in New York City in the seventies, so, oh, so.
1: you slide in and use their, you know, 10, 20 cents worth of, uh, paper, to print a few pages of your little your little books, your little books, and r- called like
2: train wreck, train wreck, or like slop, sloppy dog, legs, like
1: dead dick. <laughs> Dead dick. <laughs> that, that was is... my punk zine in the 70s. Yeah? Dead dick. Well, what kind of stuff was you putting in it? I'd put uh, scratchy black and white photos of stuff on the subway. Well, basically it. whatever. Whatever. It didn't matter. Uh, it's I had the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd scribble stuff down. Yeah, it, could. it was hardly legible. It was my poetry photography book Dead Dick I published eight (laughs) volumes of it yeah before I forgot a real job in
2: finance
1: a real job so you were one of those guys in the 80s then that I loathed yes I was I started that cool cowboy style restaurant with
2: slush capital that you had from your your days as an
1: investment banker exactly. So you weren't you weren't living the punk ethos at all, were you? Look, I, I go into the I go into the aesthetic. I come back out of it into a new one. You gotta change with the times. Things change, you know. You can't. You punk doesn't live forever. It just changes uh, character. some, some you know? say punk will never die. Oh, interesting. Tell me more about this, no death punk. Well, because it's, it's not it's not any
2: one aesthetic. Is it about it's uh, not a, leather? It's, some might say it's about leather.
1: Is it about photocopied books? Some might say it's about
2: patches with, like, skeletons in various poses. Some of which are, you know, like, playful. Some of which are, like, threatening. You know, it's it's up to you, your taste how you want to present these skeletons.
1: Ban- bandanas? Bandanas? Is that a thing? <laughs> I just imagine these punkers with their bandanas. I
2: imagine... What I'm imagining is that even if you're you're on a website... And you're making a lot of posts... And, and as long as those posts have a skeleton in it... You're gonna be golden. You're gonna be fine.
1: You're still punk.
2: You're still punk. If you're
1: still I, punk as all if hell. If you got
2: a cowboy restaurant and there's a little skeleton dancing... And like flip, flipping you off and smiling... As you're ordering your baked beans... You're gonna be okay. You're gonna get some cred with that.
1: So, my tomato soup restaurant, is that punk? Uh, yeah, well... If it's, like, two aesthetic lists, then there
2: there won't be any signifiers at all, so, is like... Is that, uh, is that No Wave? No. <laughs> is this my No Wave restaurant? Good lord, <laughs> we don't need to... Yeah, do sh- we want to classify? Sure. Yeah, do we want to... Is it post punk? Goth whatever. Goth wave. Is it is goth wave. Is Normcore. It's Normcore. Norm Core, Health <laughs> Goth. Health Goth. These are <clears throat> These are all great
1: movements. This is really of, fun distinctions.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm having a great time thinking about where to jump off of references to specific genres of subcultures that are fashion and music oriented. It's a great time. That's great. But boy, oh, boy. there s- <laughs> a dinner rush building up. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Another dinner rush. We got kids crying at their tables. And saying, we're off to go play baseball. We're <laughs> done with this. I'm, we're throwing in the towel. We're knocking people's... I don't have a... a a cowboy style restaurant anymore this is just like a regular restaurant so I'm gonna go out there and knock bowls onto the ground still gonna tell them to clean it up though cuz that's that's part of the you know the ethos
1: hey man when's my uh, soup gonna be ready you can the tomato dish
2: sir you're gonna the tomato dish you must have heard that uh, Carlton was in town
1: yes I'm in town and who are you Oh, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours. Back in the 70s, I used to go, you're cool. Like, uh, tomato soup restaurant, it was kind of awesome, So you're man. from Earth,
2: too? Yeah,
1: man, I'm an expat.
2: How'd you end up here on this faraway planet?
1: I uh, hitched a ride with a uh, this garbage truck flying through space, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was just camped out in the back, man. No one asked me any questions. A stowaway. I would come and run, rummage around in the trash, drink trash goo. Ew. <laughs> gross. And then, I'd, and then I landed here, and I've been, like, hanging out and doing cool stuff ever since. That's, that's a, very cool. That's a wonderful story. Yeah, man. I tried, I like, playing, like, a lot of bands on the planet, and I got a job working at a big box store. As a cashier. As a cashier. I'm Dave. Hey, Dave. Nice to meet you. What's your name? My name's Pete. Nice to meet you. I'm (laughs) Carlton. Great.
2: (laughs) Dave. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Okay. What, 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 how do you have the confidence to come right up to the order window and demand things of people who are simultaneously cooking and recording a radio show.
1: Hey man, I've been waiting for three days for my food. Oh,
2: wow, I know this geez. is a
1: cool restaurant and that there's always a long line, but I've been waiting for three days!
2: Well, give the man what he wants, Carlton. We gotta make a order of tomato soup. Chop, chop! Let's put on some music. I w- let's put on some music while we make the tomato soup.
1: Hey, man, what do you see? We go to that, uh... It's baseball time. The baseball time. Baseball. Get us there in your your Mazda. All right. How do you like having a Mazda? The Mazda has been treating me so well for Another so earth long. transplant. I came here with a Mazda, uh, and... Just to close on my back to the fair.
3: Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back.
1: Boy, this is one of the best ball games. And I love whoever is singing. The kid's got talent. I think he's gonna be promoted. If I were the manager of this place, I'd put him in charge of the place, you know what I mean? With a voice like that, you can go far in management.
2: Alright, enough kid. You've done a great job, but... We do not want to be sued. For uh 'cause that seemed like a whole production.
1: <laughs> that was a lot. They it seemed like they put a lot into that one.
2: Yeah. We don't wanna be, you know, taken off the airwaves for Ah oh,
1: Jesus. Excuse me. What was that? <laughs> what was that? That was my cell phone. It's my ringtone. Well you you pick it up. Hello? Hello? Who is this? What Jesus? What is that? Who is there?
2: Is that? Oh, I see. It's it. hello. Hello.
1: Who is this?
2: It's me. It's uh, Pete's twin brother, Jeet.
1: Oh, what's going on, Jeet?
2: Uh, you know, I've just been looking through all my Derek Jeter memorabilia and thinking about baseball, and I got my my Jeter. My Jita sense started going off, and I knew you guys must be recording a show, so I just wanted to... Uh, and, just and
1: pop in and say hello a Pop in bit. and
2: say hello, and, and give my best to Pete. We haven't spoken in a few years. He, re- he refuses to communicate with me. That's why I have to go through you. It's...
1: you're putting me in a weird position there, you know that? Yeah. Jita. G- <laughs> Pete's younger I, brother. I'm
2: sorry to be crying on the phone like this. It's just
1: Wait, hold on. where are you? I'm coming to get your tears. I'm <laughs>
2: I'm down by the by the river just fishing. Alright. In the rain. <laughs> crying my eyes out.
1: I'm coming to where you are. Okay. Why hello there, Jeet. What's going on? Nothing much. I've just... Mind if uh, I collect some of those tears from your eyes?
2: uh, Yes, just let me... uh, I'm going to cast my line real quick here. And, uh, oh boy. There's... Can you feel that rain coming down? Can you feel it?
1: It sure is rainy
0: there,
2: There's never been a sadder day... A sadder
1: Saturday than this. You know, Jeet, could you just get under the shelter of this tree here so I can better collect those tears. Else they get mixed with the rainwater. It's very hard to sell off tears that taste like rainwater. You know what I mean? What, like there's discerning customers? Of course. Uh, my brother... They're like, this tastes like Spittle?
2: Spittle? You don't, want a little, you don't want a little bit of spittle? In, in so these customers are able to tell the difference between uh, tears and spittle, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. How did they the get...
2: foodies. S- the foodies. So they've yeah.
1: tasted a lot of... They hang out, go to restaurants or whatever. Foodies. Foodies. You ever heard of that? It's kind of like the word smoothie. It's Smooth- like a, a fun word for... Uh, something else that people have totally taken on into their vocabulary without a second thought. Yes. Like uh yeah, I Me, I go oh. to lots of restaurants and I'm into cooking. So I'm a foodie. Foodie. Isn't that a fun word for you? What would be a better word for it even though? Like a Just foodster? Like no. The food wrangler, the food wrangler. Yeah. I'm the food I'm a food
2: wrangler. Yeah. I mean that's my brother If you're gonna be talking to me You gotta be talking baseball Cause my brother over there He thinks that he knows the game the way I do Well
1: how do you know the game?
2: I know the game intimately inside and out I used to play for the New York Yankees
1: For the Yankees themselves? Yes What position did you play? Shortstop Oh yeah Would it surprise you if I were to say
2: That I'm actually Derek Jeter? The man? The man himself. You're Derek Jeter. I am bald-headed now, but and I've retired from the game, and all I do is fish, and I moved to a different planet,
1: but yes, it is I. Jeet. Amazing. I never would have thought. I'm such a baseball fanatic, and I know so much about the game. I know. That this is such a meaningful moment for I d- me. I know. It must be so... Can I get your autograph on
2: my chest? Uh, Like a tattoo? Can you tattoo or just, me? All right, let me just get out my uh, tattooing device that I have connected to the river that I fish in. It's a water-powered tattoo device. And zip, zip, zip. Can you say, to Carlton? To Carlton with a K. Love,
1: jeet. J-E- Can you put Derek Jeter T- is the one who signed? Can you write that all under it? I don't think anyone's going to believe me when they say here, I met Derek Jeter at a river fishing. That's all I do these days. And he has a tattoo gun that runs on
2: water. They're, if they see Jeet and they think anybody else is going to be writing Jeet, then they better get their head checked.
1: Now, what kind of dishes do you make with this fish?
2: I don't know nothing about cooking. You just know about catching them. I just catch fish to try and try them out for size instead of a baseball bat. I I, I look for long fish like a trout or a, an eel, but an eel's too floppy. I need something
1: hard and. You ever thought that maybe you'll catch a bird? When you're casting that line, like, you're just going to whip it right in the mouth. Every gonna, day. I, gonna, I consider this every gonna, day. You're going to get a bird, and you're, like, fly fishing, you know? Yeah. So you're just whipping that bird back and forth. It really you know? puts the fly in fly fishing. Yeah, you know, it's flapping around like crazy,
2: you know. Excuse me.
1: What are you going to do? Do you know how to cook a uh, bird? No, I know how to hit home runs, and
2: I know how to
1: miss my brother. Uh, Pete. Why don't you talk to him? Yeah. Why won't he talk to me? I mean, he doesn't have a cell phone. He's kind of a punk. That's true. He's only got a flip phone, and you know, nowadays everyone communicates via text-oriented apps or a messaging app. Or a messaging, and so he he only receives phone calls. And he's only- so he thinks you're neglecting him because I know how many texts oriented messages you send to him and funny photos that you find that remind uh, me of my dear brother of like a polar bear falling on his butt and sliding across the ice or a polar bear drinking an ice cold coca cola or a polar bear drinking uh, coca cola natural and then dying and stuff being able to grow on top of the polar bear and then the polar bear is there in polar bear heaven driving his
2: mazda Is Mazda Remember that? Yes (laughs) I don't- I feel like Anywho Mazda's a great automobile Coca-Cola's a wonderful drink This episode is
1: sponsored by Mazda and Coca-Cola Big
2: thanks to both of those companies for for what they do for us For
1: dropping lots of cash On us, no questions asked You might need a birthday bash Are you rhyming now? For how much this'll stash. That was wonderful, Carlton. This is the monster mash. Carlton. It was a graveyard smash. It is. It sure was. It was the monster mash. I can't stop. I could rhyme some stuff. I'm gonna hop. Oh
2: my god. You're still going with the rhyming. Not. Yeah. (laughs) Bob. So here's this thing I'm the baseball expert And Pete's the food expert yes. But Pete He goes and he has a successful uh, 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 Cooking radio show And he's so good And such an affable on air personality That he thinks he can come along And make a baseball show And that's where our troubles first start I see I said Pete I'm Derek fucking Jeter I played baseball. I was the best in the game for 15 years with the 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 the, the uh, Yankees.
1: My you team. forgot your team for a little bit. I I did not. It's been so long. It's
2: been so long since I've been to New York and to earth, but the Yankees live on in my my currently bald heart. Have you seen me lately? No. I've elected
1: to <laughs> shave haven't. my head. Oh really? Is there any photos of you that I can pull up on my phone? There sure are. <laughs> Just search, like, Derek Jeter today.
2: And then in quotations, jeet. Oh, yeah. He's bald as the day is long. That's I'm you, bald baby. As the day is long. And, you know, it's buddy. But I'm still... <laughs> he's... I'm... You know, I like to... I say he, I talk in like the third person about Derek Jeter, because Derek Jeter, <laughs> look at him. He's bald. <laughs> On Earth, he was Derek Jeter, but when I moved to this
1: new planet, I became Jeet. Jeet, number one fly fisher, number 200 cook, because there's only 200 people who can cook, and you tried once, I've heard. And I'm not great and at it. you didn't do it. it, so you just catch fish.
2: And I just have a bald head, and I catch fish to try to use as baseball bats. That's all you need to know about Jeet. I'm feuding with my brother Pete, who owns a restaurant. Uh, down the street. Down the...
1: No more rhyming! What? <laughs> <I have> to- <laughs> so would it, would it really drive you crazy if I told you that? I co-produced the baseball show with your brother.
2: It... You know, that's my gut reaction. My gut reaction is to smack you across the head with one of these big bass that I've caught in the river. But really, but my that's what my heart says. But my mind, my intellectual Jeep mind, is telling me this is a big opportunity. You could take me back to the stadium with you and me and my brother could have a conversation of which it will be totally impossible to know who's talking at any given time because we're twins.
1: Let's go there right now. Oh boy. There no, we go. It's oh. It's going to be it's going to be a nightmare meeting your brother, but I can mediate. If anything, if anything the throat picks up something and throws it at ya. You're Derek Jeter, man. I'll
2: catch You're my, it. My, my throw, chi- childhood
1: th- hero. If he throws something at me, I'll catch it and throw
2: it at home and score a 200
0: double a double
2: 100 points. Double play
1: 200 points for the team. How many points can you earn in baseball? You don't earn you sure don't earn any from getting people out. Do you get can you get the 200? Yes. In a single game. <laughs> you I bet you could. What if uh, <laughs> One team scored 100 runs. Yeah. This and, is good baseball talk. And the next, see, this is what our show is going to be like. Speculative baseball. Down by the river in the rain. Um, so this is a question to the listeners. If you know the answer to this, write to us on our show page. Uh, tweet at us. Chat. Call one of us because you probably have one of our phone numbers. You, if you're listening to the show, you
2: probably have one of our phone numbers.
1: Um, so say one team in baseball, right out of the gate, scores a hundred points. <laughs> first, ra- first round, first inning, they just whammo, just. Knock them out of the park. Slam, slam, first base, second base, home run. They just keep going to up to 100. They get
2: so many points that the team that's hitting starts to get tired from running and swinging the bat so
1: much. The next team comes up. Yeah. They score, and they're like, the the people managing this game are like, no way, you two, are you all going to, you know, score enough points we gotta kick to this- make this f- you know, at all worthwhile because <laughs> we just spent two hours watching them score a hundred points, and but it's the top of the first. We ought to or just the
2: bottom of the first, whichever is the second half. We
1: ought to just give you a shot just to see wherever this could go. Yeah. They go on to score a hundred and one points. Oh, so we start the second inning with with it's anything could anything goes. Okay. Scores another 50 points! Interesting thing...
2: It... So wait, the first team scores another 50 points? Yeah,
1: the next team scores another 50 points, and it just... Keeps going on like that.
2: And every time they score the same amount of points, it's like they might as well be starting back at zero.
1: Exactly.
2: It's an interesting game like that. Once it's all tied up... That's when the real game
1: begins. So, listeners, does this ever happen in baseball on Earth? hell let me know I'd like to know because I haven't been there in so very long I know nothing of the sport as it's played on my home soil and I Derek Jeter have voluntarily given up all recollection of the sport
2: in an effort to be sent to a faraway planet where I could simply fish and forget about those good old days and try to repair my relationship was it a trade
1: with the devil
2: it sure was.
1: You you could you could you'd be granted life on another planet to start all over again, None of, because the fame was really getting to you. You're going to grocery stores and trying to shop like a normal person, but people were coming up to you with cameras and microphones, and you can't live a normal life like that. I couldn't live a normal life like you that. You can't wear a baseball hat everywhere you go in dark sunglasses. You've just gotta leave. If I'm wearing a New York uh,
2: Yankees. Baseball hat people are gonna recognize me even quicker than if I didn't you got to start all over I got to get a New York Mets hat to throw people
1: off on the new planet People they have no idea who you are. They don't know who I am anyway. The lone fly fisherman They say speaks to no one
2: here comes jeet picking up his night crawlers for the today's hunt like
1: Another group of night crawlers.
2: On the table at the the uh, fisher's store. The what do they call those stores?
1: Tackle shop. Tackle shop. I was gonna say something about, something about tackle. Tackling.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the first time I went shi- fishing, ship, I, I shipped out and went on a an ocean fishing trip, and I, and I heard tackle. So I jumped into the water, I, I tackled a, a, a swordfish there Yeah? Got it stabbed through my shoulder I'm bleeding in the water, sharks start swimming around All the other guys on the boat are like, we've never seen a feeding frenzy like this in in years, G! And you're they, you're they a natural! Pull, they pull you up They pull me out and we catch all those sharks and that, that swordfish and we got a, a great white, uh,
1: fifteen feet long, from the blood from my shoulder. All from a just a miscommunication of tackle, and you say, "Will do." Jump right on in after that swordfish. And that captain was like, "Jeet, what are you doing?" Jeet. You were a great baseball player, but you're a shitty fisherman, and there's so much you need to know. And now yeah, and, you're one of the best. And they knew I was
2: a fisherman, or they knew I was a baseball player because I, if anybody that I go fishing with, anybody that like I can level with enough to just you know, sit by the riverside and just. Take it easy. I'll eventually open up to them and say, "Did you ever hear of Derek Jeter?" And they usually say no because we're on a different planet and it's irrelevant. But I that explain whole.
1: They say that whole exposition. <laughs> no, that's irrelevant. We're on another planet.
2: No, Jeet. and stop. What is that? You and I say is yes, yes, it's me, Derek Jeter, and they say that means nothing to me.
1: And you whip out a baseball card and see, it's me. It's
2: me. And they say, Oh, did you print that out yourself? At a Kinko's. At a Kinko's. At Kinko's. <laughs> you ever go to Kinko's? And I say, No, no, this, this was printed by Tops. By Tops? Tops. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They printed all sorts of cards with me on it. Ah, oh, the glory days of baseball that I also don't remember anything of, but I remember all the memorabilia of. Anywho. Anywho. So, we're we're going to so go with bleeding down. in the water. <laughs> There's sharks circling around. <laughs>
1: Anywho, we're going to go, what, to the baseball game? Re, uh, reunion with your brother, uh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Pete and Jeet. Pete and Jeet. We're, we're, we're meeting again. Pete and Jeet meet. Pete and Jeet, they got to meet. Here to the beat of the... The drum meat.
2: The drum meat.
1: Squeet and beat. Why are you rhyming so much? (laughs) Hey Carlton, where you been? It's me, Pete. Hey Pete. I've been out. Guess who I brought in? Oh Uh, anyone? Lord in heaven above it's my brother Jeet.
2: Hello, Pete. It's me, Jeet, your brother. Where have you been, you old son of a bitch? Oh, gee, it's so good to see you.
1: I'd uh, like to point out that they're they're both hugging and shaking hands and slapping each other on the shoulder. And slapping each
2: other on the butt because we're playing baseball, of course. And that's course. what
1: they do in baseball. They hit each other on the hiney. Behindy. Why do
2: you keep rhyming?
1: I can't help it. I got a virus, a parasite, it crawled up my urethra uh-huh. and it won't come out. Oh god. And now all I got to do is bow.
2: Pete, you so you've, you've been doing a show with this guy for how long? Eh, for about, what was it, four months or something like that? Four months? And has he been rhyming this way the whole time? Ah no! honestly, he hasn't. He's just- uh, since he got that parasite in his urethra. Ah, oh, jeez, TMI. I know. Oh, you know, it's good catching up with you. I know, why did we ever... Stop hanging out.
1: I know. Hey Carlton! Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up with you? I tried to get that thing out of my urethra here in the corner. Oh, God. It just won't come out. It's one of those things that you read about, and it's got spines pointed the opposite way. Ugh. So when it crawls in, you just can't oh, get it back out God. again.
2: Jesus.
1: <laughs> That's why you don't pee in the
2: Amazon. Tell us about your time in the Amazon. Yeah, I'm really curious about your time in the Amazon. We're yeah. both very curious about your time in the Amazon. So
1: when I went to the Amazon, I went on the uh-huh. food special oh. to go discover the best fish they were cooking on the side of the shore of the Amazon River. Yeah. They ate them with bananas and pineapple.
0: Wow. With a side
1: of ketchup. We brought, Do you know how much ketchup we brought along with us? I don't know. Because I can't eat anything without a whole bottle of ketchup. And another bottle of Cholula hot sauce. Ah, Cholula. And another bottle of mustard. Yeah. And sauerkraut. Yeah. Often, I really just eat the sides. Like, I'll make just sour. Sa- I'll just put the sauerkraut in a dish, pour some Cholula on it. Cholula! Some ketchup, some mustard, and you've got yourself, you know, some interesting soup. That is fascinating. So and when I was traveling in the Amazon, yeah. there's often just that kind of thing. You ever had a barbecue sauce sandwich? <laughs> just barbecue just sauce? Just barbecue on bread? sauce between two slices of bread? You can bet your ass I have, because guess I get awfully hungry there down by the river. It tastes like you get eating meat, but you really not.
2: I mean honestly, yeah, it's like when you haven't barbecued chicken you tasted a hell of a lot more barbecue sauce than your tasted chicken Yeah, I've been saying the same thing my whole life Pete wow jeet we really are brothers huh maybe you should invite me on your
1: cooking show sometime wow jeet you know that's really <laughs> hey why don't we start up that cooking show right now Let's How go. to cook with Derek Jeta Pete and Carlton Knife Hands.
2: People will love to see that episode with an old old person uh old uh bro like me, Jeet <laughs> Uh
1: Alright, so the first dish we're gonna make is asparagus. How do we do that, Jeet? honestly I don't know a thing about cooking I'm more of a baseball kind of guy but how would you so' you're you're, an, you're a interesting bachelor in in your bachelor yes. pad that you probably don't have much food in you I live alone in a
2: hut by the river probably
1: only somehow have a refrigerator full of condiments how would you do asparagus I would can uh, take one
2: of the big bass that I've caught. And uh, I uh, I would put the asparagus down on a cutting board, and I would smack it with the big bass to get the flavor soaking in there a little bit. And then the seawater the, flavor. The seawater. And uh, then I would uh, you know uh, I'd take the asparagus, I put it inside the bass. I really and I just let that soak for about. You know, 40 minutes or so, and then I'd take it out and, uh, yeah, 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 you serve it.
1: That sounds about right. That's how, and Pete, that sounds about how you would do asparagus.
2: That's that- right. That's, I mean, that's the old family recipe. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, you got, you got, uh, really soak the, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the, uh, The customers outside, I just don't wanna see them Put up the uh, glass like we're in a taxi cab. There we go. Now I don't need to think about them. I let the customers get into my head way
1: too easily. It's all going fine. Whether there's <laughs> five customers or five million. That's the policy. You work exactly the same.
2: Wow, you know, that's what they used to say down at the doghouse at the Yankees Stadium. They said whether there's five people buying merchandise or five million, we're in the black because... This team has got a lot of money to spend.
1: Wow, that's really that's interesting, such an interesting Jeep. thing,
2: G. <laughs> you bring such an interesting flavor to our cooking show.
1: Hey, I've been standing in line for 15 days. 15 days? And I am looking for that uh, onion dish that was supposed to come. Well... You guys cooking anything? We're back
2: here. We're just catching up. We're two brothers that have...
1: Oh, you're two brothers? Because I brought my brother with me, too. Oh, hey. Hello. There's two oh, of you. hey. I'm Red. And hey, I'm Jed. Red and Jed. Yep, that's right. I'm Pete and I'm Jeet. How- oh, cool. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. You guys want to fall in love? Yes. Yes, we're all in love now, let's go on a honeymoon, (laughs) we're going on an
2: island getaway on our honeymoon now, because we are in love, we're two twins that are married to the same other pair of twins, which happens, that totally happens, happens.
1: it just happens, and uh, we were just impatient, waiting in line for 15 days for the onion dish, yeah, and then we met these guys and now we're in love. <laughs> That's reasonable. Let's go on a cruise. Let's go on a
2: cruise. Uh hold on. Uh let's just buy our tickets. Who could we meet on this cruise? Oh. Wow. Hong honk. there's the boat. And the party's just getting started.
1: You know what was a good, uh... Good show? What? My love? Local voices. Did you ever listen to local voices? I did, but I can't really remember anything about it. It's just a little talk show, you know? Between these, uh... These two guys talking to, you know, different people about town. Yeah. I heard an episode where this woman wrote something about a, a facility and um, robots falling in love. Oh, like us. Like us. That's why I brought it up.
0: That's so sweet.
1: Jeet. Hey,
2: totally Pete. red, my love.
1: Hey, Pete. What's up, Jed. Jed. <laughs> my love. How is your, uh, daiquiri?
2: It's, it's, uh, seasoned to perfection. With
1: chili flakes. Let's dance. What a nice moon, moonlight that's happening here does, on the cruise. It, it doesn't get any better than this.
2: <laughs> Could life get any better than this? Just for a second, though, we. It's too bad we had to leave Carlton behind, back at that baseball stadium.
1: He's still at that stadium, just put while in a way doing his
2: damnedest to put on a show all on his own. But the he thing is, is,
1: no one listens to the radio anymore. You know?
2: Yeah, they think it's an outdated medium now with the internet. <laughs> that's you know. That's why I fell in love with you, Jed. Cause you're so forward-thinking like that, you're such a realist. Yeah, I'm about- really
1: into technology and up- and like new media stuff that comes out. <laughs> totally. Like I love VR. V- I love it. VR is really exciting. Uh, I hang out in my basement playing VR. It looks really cool to anyone watching me. Hey, red how come your brother's such a tech nerd? Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey, hey, Jed. I got him a PlayStation when he was a kid. And ever since then, he's been really into the new kind of gaming. Wait. Okay. That's, that explains it. Yeah, it was just that when I got him that PlayStation.
2: So this is, it's like a recent phenomenon that you're... <laughs> so you're... How long... So your brother's been into technology for a while. A while, a while. <laughs> wow! Wow. <laughs> that's... <laughs> He's it, a real tech I've, I've, that's such an inspiring piece of information. It makes me, it make, it's gonna make holiday shopping for your brother. You could get him,
1: uh... So easy. Uh, one of those watches that measures your pulse. Uh-huh. Um, uh... One of the pair of, uh, underwear that measures how often you go to the bathroom. Gotta, how it tells
2: you when you gotta poop.
1: When you, when you
2: gotta poop. Would a would a uh, Swiss Army knife that has a, a, a watch built into it, would that count as technology?
1: That's where they draw the line. Hmm. That's not technology. Why not? It's just, it's too, uh, it's too analog, you know? I there's d- no data that comes out of it. Oh, there's nothing going in or out. Yeah, it's just, it's just a watch, you know. It, it's just a super watch on anything. Yeah, you, know? you could just draw a watch on it. So whenever you look at it, it's like close enough to the time. At a certain point, it's not close enough, and it's very far away from the time that you drew on the watch.
2: At a certain point, of
1: course. But then at a certain point, it's dead on.
2: Even a even a broken watch that you've drawn on your wrist is right twice a day. Duh, Jed. De-
1: depending on what clock you use, you know, if you're on a 24-hour clock or a 12-hour clock. Because when you're on that 24-hour clock, it's only right once a day. Unless you add time or like double it in some way. Do you think they got a 24-hour clock that's got like a bigger face? It's like a really big, like it's just bigger.
2: It's just bigger
1: That's all it's gotta be Yeah It's just gotta be like Two inches bigger
2: Yeah
1: And then it's fine You know it's amazing How because we're
2: both Two sets of twins We can have such Fluid conversations Yup Where Pete's talking for a little while Jeet's talking for a little while Red's talking for a little while Jed's talking for a little while
1: Who knows What's You know What's gonna happen next On the adventures of Jeet Pete Red And Jed You know we might there might be a dragon there might there
2: could be a dragon there also could be a fun show that they've got planned
1: for us on the cruise oh yeah a magic show a perhaps. magic show let's let's go take our seats for the magic show well it doesn't stop
2: for another three hours but we could go sit in the theater and just sort of sort of hang out stretch our legs let's- all right let's uh, find our way off the inside and go uh and uh that'll be one ticket please. When does the show start? Three hours from now. Do you mind if we just sort of sit in the in the uh, seats and wait for the show to start for a few three hours? I guess that's
1: okay, but they also need to have the space and time to go and clean up after the last show. Oh, so is the last show still going? (laughs) No, it already happened and they take about three hours to clean, reset for the top of the act. But I guess if you guys really want to hang out and stay and watch the show, you totally can well, do that. That
2: raises a concern because how messy is this magic show? Is it? It's very messy. It oh. involves a lot of pyrotechnics,
1: a lot of milk, a lot of fire and milk going yeah. around, a lot of a lot of like loose vegetables flying out at the audience. Oh jeez! You know, and yeah, there might be gases and things falling from the ceiling. There might be gases, blood. So you do guts, d- oh gore, God. oh no. all kinds of horrible stuff. In this magic act that we got a whole crew out there cleaning up after. Red, hold me. I'm scared. Ooh, 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 this sounds like a scary magic show. It's not scary at all. It's actually quite family friendly. Because somehow all this nasty stuff is contextualized in a fun and interesting wow. way. Is it educational? Absolutely. Great. O- <laughs> all right, cool. Let's go and sit, take our seats. Is it okay if we make out in the seats? Well, I don't see why not. <laughs> we're in love. We're, we're in on love. a love. Honey-
2: we're two pairs of twins twin who are in love and on a honeymoon, you see.
1: Excuse me, I need to clean up this cup that somebody left full of Coca-Cola natural. When you die, Coca Cola Natural actually grows flowers out of your dead body. I've (laughs) heard about this, it's a wonderful drink. Excuse me! I need to grab this bag of popcorn next to you. It's Poppity Pop Pop Popcorn Supreme. Poppity Pop Pop Popcorn Supreme? Yes, it's one of the best popcorn makers this side of the galaxy. Oh jeez, it's just that's
2: the same brand of popcorn they used to play in my baseball games back at Earth. Oh, the memories are coming back to me now. Dirk! Dirk! You gotta hit this one. You can't miss. I gotta have me some poppity pop, 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 popcorn first. I can't- I just can't go out on the field without getting my lips around some of that sweet, sweet popcorn!
1: Oh, Derek, I think you're addicted to the derek dockety pop pop popcorn No more! Shut up, a No A-Rod. more!
2: You don't know, a You don't know what I need. This team, this whole sport isn't for me. I'm living the popcorn life now.
1: Ah! Oh, don't hit me! Derek, uh, I'm quitting the team! Does anybody
2: want some popcorn?
1: Yes!
2: (laughs) Chomp, 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 chomp. It's all worth it. I'm glad A-Rock quit the team. But you know what? This whole popcorn incident has made me think that maybe I gotta get off this planet. And that was the last time I ever tasted Bobbity Pop-Pop popcorn. It's...
1: (laughs) That's so sad. I know, honey. I know. Jeez, get a load of these two red. Hey, I'm Carlton, and I'm here to collect your tears coming out of this guy's head from that sad, sad story. Carlton, it's us. How'd you find us on this boat? On my wrist communicator, I know, when anyone's crying. It just has a large teardrop, and the GPS coordinates to where they are, and I... Take the first bus out of town.
2: Wait a second, Carlton. Does this mean that you secretly implanted a locator chip in me? Maybe. Oh, jeez. I've been so violated. I don't know if we can do our restaurants and slash baseball show together anymore.
1: Oh, come on, man. Come on, Pete.
2: Yes, it's me, Pete, talking right now.
1: The, Thank you. Uh, think of the good days that we and we used to do the show. And I. yeah, maybe I did put a special gps locator in your food and then you ate it and it stuck in your body for your life but i've changed i stopped doing that kind of stuff i'm i'm honest <laughs> oh good i promise i'm that's
2: that's such a relief and uh you know we've been through a lot today haven't we we sure have uh, the
1: magic show is about to start <laughs> All right. Let's quiet down Cause the magic show quiet, quiet down Cause the magic show is about to start